Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Movie Attic Headquarters with your host, Betty Jo Tucker, author of Confessions of a Movie Attic, right here at www.blogtalkradio.com. How do you do? Mrs. Betty Jo Tucker feels it would be a little unkind to present this show without just a word of friendly warning. We are about to unfold the story of Movie Addict Headquarters, a radio show that dares to rant and rave about all things cinematic. It deals with the mysterious shadows flickering on the silver screen without all the sticky soda spills on the floor. I think it will thrill you. It may shock you. It might even horrify you. So if any of you do not care to subject your nerves to such a strain, now is your chance to, uh, well, we warned you. (laughs) Hi, all you movie fans out there. This is Betty Jo Tucker thanking you for tuning in to Movie Addict Headquarters and for helping us celebrate six years of movie fun. Six years, folks, on Blog Talk Radio. Thanks to Mad Movie Man, A.J. Hawkery, for his amusing parody of the introduction to our Frankenstein show, which aired a couple of years ago on Movie Addict Headquarters. That just happens to be one of my favorite moments among so many these past six years, because, and many of you have heard this story before, when I was a little girl and I watched that terrifying monster on screen, That's what started my journey on the road to movie addictum, which finally brought me here to movie addict headquarters. And we should have a great time today, folks, highlighting some of our most popular shows and famous guests, plus an appreciation of our listeners will be giving away four film-related books in a random drawing that we'll talk about later. But first, I need to mention that the chat room is open, and I think um, Nikki Starr is in the chat room, but um, her heart is there, but um, she doesn't have the voice to express it because she's suffering from a bad case of bronchitis. But we want to uh, recognize all of the wonderful things that Nikki Starr has done for Movie Addict Headquarters. She's been with us from the very beginning, and I'm so impressed with with the wonderful work she's done. I just feel so lucky to to have her on my team. And I, I see that we have comedy concepts in the chat room, Nancy Lombardo, uh, who is one of my favorite hosts on Blog Talk Radio with her hilarious show, Comedy Concepts. And we have Steve Mendoza from the Steve Mendoza Show, also a very, very funny show on Blog Talk Radio. And we have Fausta Rodriguez-Wirtz, who has uh, been a loyal listener and one of our favorite guests, and we'll probably be hearing from her a little bit later. We have a number of other guests that haven't identified themselves, and we have... James Colt Harrison, our favorite film historian, holding um, on the on the line. He's going to be listening for a while, and then we'll be calling on him a little uh, later on. So I appreciate everyone who is uh, signed up in the chat, and um, we uh, we hope you enjoy it. I think Nancy, um, I think Nikki has uh, put a lot of balloons and streamers and noisemakers in the chat room because this is a an anniversary party. So I think you, you really, really will enjoy yourself. And I also appreciate Morgan Lawrence taking time out of his busy schedule to co-host our show today. As most of you know, Morgan is an author and an actor who's been one of our popular guests on several episodes. Among the characters he he's played on our show are Kermit the Frog, Sebastian the Crab, Fozzie Bear, and Charles Dickens. His exciting book, The Streets Ran Red, is under consideration as a TV series, and he's appeared recently with Joan Cusack in the movie thriller Exposed. Welcome back to Movie Attic Headquarters, 
Morgan. Well, thank you, Betty Joe. It's so great to be here as always. And uh, I've always said this show takes your breath away. And I guess today this is a good example. Uh, Nikki is unfortunately hard, having trouble breathing because she's so excited to be here. I think you're right, but I'm so glad that she's able to at least to be with us in the in the chat room. And it's always great to have you with us, Morgan. You co-hosted our anniversary show last year, and you you were a big hit. So naturally, uh, when we thought about our show this uh, this year, we said, "Well, we'll bring Morgan back." Now, here's for listeners who haven't heard Morgan do his famous voices. Here's just a little example of what he can do in this uh, brief skit that he and I did, um, kind of making fun of the Little Mermaid. And so uh, this is... I remember uh, this. Yeah, this is an interview with a crustacean. May I speak with Sebastian the Crab, please? Hello. Who is this person who wants to talk to me? Hi, Sebastian. It's Betty Jo Tucker. I'm one of your biggest fans. Who is in? What do you want to know? Well, for one thing, how in the world did you enjoy the job of watching over Ariel, the little mermaid, to keep her out of trouble? Have you ever held a greasy fish in your hand? That's <laughs> what it's like. She's very slippery, that Ariel. But she's flambunctious. That's my $200 word. <laughs> That's a really great word. and You know, I'm also wondering if you have any advice for other crustaceans who might get offered a similar job. Stay in your shell. Don't get out of the water, because the only one who can take care of Ariel is me. You're probably right, Sebastian. But tell me, do you think Ariel and Prince Eric lived happily ever after? Oh, I know they did. I saw them two days ago. Ah, so what were they, I mean, they doing? Watching The Lion King on TV. Ah, and enjoying every minute, I'm sure. Now, I know you have to get back under the sea, so thanks for talking with me, Sebastian. It's been a real pleasure to interview such a famous crustacean. <laughs> Morgan, you really, really did sound like Sebastian oh. the Crab. That was, uh, <laughs> I enjoyed you. doing that. That was a lot of fun that day. It was lots of fun, and uh, you you just have such a, a special knack, and and also your your acting is is taking taking off. I I'm so eager to see your movie Exposed. I know I know that you sent me a screener. It hasn't arise, uh, arrived yet, but why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about the film and and your part in it? Okay, well the movie's called Exposure. Uh, it stars Corey Feldman and a number of actors. It is basically about a doctor who has discovered a cream, a cream he has created that replaces plastic surgery together. All you do is smear this on and your skin will stay as smooth as it was when you were 16 years old. Unfortunately, wow. the doctor can only make that cream by creating it out of other supermodels. So uh, <laughs> the doctor spends a lot of time killing supermodels to make the ointment. And what do you? What part do you play in that? I'm the doctor. You got it. That's right. Oh my gosh, you're the doctor. Right. I'm Doctor T. D. Byrne. And everybody always <laughs> asks me when they see the credits. They say, "Well, what's T. D. stand for?" And I said, "Third degree." Third degree burns. <laughs> well, this is not a comedy, right? I mean, it's oh, not no, campy. No, 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 this is uh, this is not rated for children. This is for um, seventeen or older, and it's uh, it's it's um, I, I don't want to say a slasher film, but it's a, a, a psychological thriller. It's uh, it's in all the stores now. They're uh, selling it at Walmart and Best Buy and pretty much Target, all the other stores. But and here's the deal. If you want a copy of the movie, you can go to the website that's in the uh, chat room, and you can buy it there, and it will come straight to my office, and it will be personally autographed by me directly to you, so that uh, you can you can have your own autographed copy at home. 
Now, we're in the process of pre-production for the sequel to it called Double Exposure. So, Double Exposure. <laughs> yes, ma'am, absolutely. And I will be playing Third Degree Burn again. I uh, have no idea who the um, who the total cast is yet. We're uh, talking some very big names in this one. But uh, Third Degree Burn is going to have a love interest in the next one, I understand. Okay. Did I lose you? I'm not hearing anyone. I hope can anyone hear me? Oh, okay. You can't hear me. Thank you. Um no problem. Uh, anyhow, the uh, move, the new movie is called Double Exposure. We're in pre-production. We'll be shooting that, and that should probably be out by the fall or the beginning of the year. Um, you know, that's uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, also, there's a special on my website that if you buy the hard copy of my book, The Streets Ran Red, the... Uh, <laughs> the streets ran red. If you buy the hard copy, the movie is absolutely free, and both will be autographed. So, uh, we're going to get right back into the swing of things here, hopefully. Uh, Betty Jo will be calling back in because BTR was sweet enough to uh, drop her, and uh, we're going to let her call back in. But I'm thinking of all the great people that she's had over the years and I'm thinking that some of these names are, you know, some of these names that she's had, it's the who's who of everyone that's been in show business for these many years. Uh, I think of uh, uh, Tracy and, and and think of the, uh, God, she had, um, She's had just about every name there is in. Uh, she's had just about every name there is in show business, from uh, the classics Jack Lemon, uh, Chris Lemon, the son, um, the Mathau son, uh, Walter Mathau and his son are both done. Debbie Reynolds, Rita Marino. You could name people all day long, and they've at least. I mean, Fred Willard's done the show a dozen times at least. Um, Cloris Leachman over the years has done a few shows and um, let's not forget all those special shows that she's done with um, the Rocky Horror Picture Show that's almost an anniversary show and that's as much fun on this show as it is in real life thank you Morgan for saving me I got cut off that I'm so glad you were here so that you could so that you could uh, keep things going now your heart back and I'm glad Oh well, I'm so glad because I, um, I I'm I didn't I missed a lot of a lot of what you said, but but um, you know I did get a chance to. It's just so hard, so hard to to pick the, you know the the most popular episodes during yeah. the last twelve I mean, months. Hello. Yeah, there's been too many, haven't there? Oh, it's. it's interesting year we interviewed directors producers screenwriters choreographers comedians actors actresses authors a makeup special effects expert i always like to say that if you slung a dead cat in hollywood you've been on uh, betty joe's show and i think we might have lost betty joe again she might have got dropped one more time i'm hoping she'll find her way back in but in the meantime, let's talk about show business and the wonderful world of comedy and ad-libbing without a script. Oh, and Morgan, am I go. cut off again? You were. Oh, I, well, back, I'm so and sorry. I'm glad. Well, well, let me. Um, what I wanted to do was because I spent a lot of time on this, and I went through all of the episodes for the past twelve months and picked out the top ten. Based on the number of listeners, can you still hear me? I can. Oh, good. All right, I'm going to start with number 10. And number 10 was the 
New Year's Eve Club with author Diana Sanger talking about her sizzling romantic novella that cries out for a screen treatment. That was number 10. Number 9, Summer Film Preview with film critics Mac Bates and Laura Clifford. Number 8, Great Film Comedians with comedy experts George Bettinger, Nancy Lombardo, and Steve Mendoza as W.C. Fields, Mae West, Jimmy Durante, and Groucho Marx in one of the funniest movie attic headquarters shows ever. And I'm so glad that Steve and Nancy are uh, are in the uh, chat room so that they can receive accolades for that wonderful episode. Number seven, Sitting in the Rain, 60th anniversary celebration, which Robert Osborne and a clip of Debbie Reynolds. Now, what's interesting about that episode was that Robert Osborne, who hosts Turner Classic Movies, and Rita Moreno, the award there is to, to win, I think, in the entertainment world, had never met each other. So we just let them talk with each other, and it turned out to be one of the most fascinating episodes ever. Number six, our Tana Frederick tribute show, which holds the record for number of callers in one show. Sixteen of Tana's friends called in to congratulate her, fans and friends and colleagues. Number five, Mac Bates and Kyle Olson talking about their successful Milwaukee summer entertainment camp. And that uh, that has really taken off. The projects that the students were working on now, um, one of them is even even in consideration for a local Emmy back in, in Milwaukee. Number four, new films and DVDs with critics Susan Granger, A.J. Hockery, and James Colt Harrison, who's uh, patiently holding the uh, holding the phone in the green room. Number three, fall fi- fall film preview with critics Neil Minow. A.J. Hockery and Richard Jack Smith, um, is, who's a, a, a new critic uh, for Real Talk Movie Reviews and who uh, is, lives in Wales, and I think he'll later. Number two, Monsters versus Aliens, a debate between movie mom Nell Minow and mad movie man A.J. Hockery. Now, this was a rerun episode, but it still remains a top favorite no matter when it airs. Wow. And the number one episode in the past did the 50th anniversary of The Birds with Ben Mankiewicz from Turner Classic Movies and uh, with a clip of of Tippi Hedren. So I want to congratulate uh, everyone who wound up in the top ten, but that doesn't mean that uh, the rest of the episodes aren't worth listening to, and, and I hope everyone will check the, the archives because we had some, some wonderful show, shows. And in honor of the number one episode, let's listen to Tippi Hedren again in this short clip about working with Alfred Hitchcock. Jazz Shaw, our first co-host for Movie Attic Headquarters, and I conducted that interview. And here's Tippi. Uh, turning to the birds, though, what was it like working with Alfred Hitchcock? Well, he w- he was amazing. He was not only my my uh, director; he was my drama coach. Really? So, yes, and The Birds was my first film. Holy so, cow! So I was I was really fortunate in uh, on so many levels that that um, to to have him as a director and um, uh, and and my acting coach. I mean that was just phenomenal, and and he often said that he was he was thrilled that this was my first movie because I had nothing to unlearn. <laughs> so I just tried to be putty in his hands, you know, and and uh, uh, I used the techniques that he he taught me uh, all the time, all the time. Well, how did you happen to get that role, Tippy? Uh, I had done. I was uh, uh, I was working in New York as a fashion model. Uh, with Eileen Ford, and um, you know, it, uh, in the fifties, the commercials became very, very important, and um, so I was doing a lot of them. And uh, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Hitchcock were watching the Today Show, and they saw this commercial that I had done, and it was a story type of thing. It was for a, 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 a pet milk product called Seago. It was a diet drink. Right. So I think I, I weighed that. all. 
I think I weighed all of 100 pounds when I did this commercial. <laughs> uh, but anyway, he saw it and decided to find out who the girl was, where she was, and um, so um, I just received a surprise phone call one day asking me to come over to meet with a with a um, uh, an executive at Universal Studios. I had by then moved out to California so that Melanie could, oh, could have a little bit of independence of just saying, I'm going out to play, Mommy, you know, and... Uh, <laughs> so. Tippi, you got to work with Alfred Hitchcock a couple of times. Uh, what was your favorite project uh, with him? And, and Oh, I like I like Marnie. I, I like ah. the best. Really? Yes. Why was that? Was a, well, the, you know, The Birds was sort of a chase-type film, and uh, the, the, the uh, Marnie was such a deep character. My God, she yes, absolutely. And that was, that was the, the interest. Well, that. working with Sean Connery had to have something to do with that, Tippy. Not all bad. <laughs> no, he was and he was just wonderful. We see each other every now and then, um, uh, not often, because he, um, you know, lives. Uh, he doesn't live in the United States. Uh, but um, he was really he was really terrific. And Rod Taylor was terrific. And of course, working with Jessica Tandy was just marvelous. And, and Jessica Tandy was was in in the birds. Yes. Well, did you ever get hurt uh, or oh, have yes. any problems with the, with the real birds in, oh, yes. in the birds? Yes, I did. Oh no. Scene, oh, you know, off and on during the during the shooting, we would we were hurt, you know, scratched or whatever. But uh, you know, the scene where at the end of the movie where I go up the stairs yeah. and into the into the bedroom upstairs, and all of the birds attack me. Yeah. Well, they told me that I, they were going to, because uh, you know, when I read the script, I said, and Mr. Hitchcock, how would we be doing that scene? And he said, oh, well, we'll use the mechanical birds like we did with the children. And um, so I was perfectly comfortable all about the whole thing, and it was one of the last scenes we did during the shoot. And um, uh, at, the, at the first day, it was a Monday, I was in my dressing room on the set, and uh, the assistant director, Jim Brown, came in and he said, he couldn't look at me. He looked at the floor and the walls and the ceiling. And I was you, Jim. And he said, uh, the mechanical birds don't work. We have to use real ones. And out the door he went. Well, oh, I just, I just was stunned. I went out to the set, and, you know, this isn't anything they had just planned on. There was a whole cage built around the door that I come in. And there were five boxes, cartons, of raven and seagulls and a few pigeons thrown in. Uh, prop men with gauntlets up to their shoulders, and which they threw at me for five days. What I don't blame was? you in any way whatsoever, but I, but I do have to say, I still have nightmares about that because I was a fairly young child when that movie came out. And, mm -hmm. Oh, my God, that was frightening. It was frightening. It, it was supposed to be. We worked hard to make it that way. Well, you were successful, and do you know what? It was not just frightening while the movie was on. I mean, it, because it sort of uh, led to a kind of unending terror with people. Uh, my son, who is now grown and has grown children of his own, is still frightened to death of birds. <laughs> Excuse me for laughing, but, you know, <laughs> it, <laughs> isn't that great? <laughs> It is great. I, I hope he gets over it pretty soon. You know. <laughs> what a chilling uh, description of what uh, by Tippy of what she had to put up with <laughs> during wow, some of the scenes. Yeah, that some is a scenes. great interview. Oh, she and I hope that uh, listeners who haven't heard that complete episode will check the archives because she reveals a lot, uh, a lot more detail. And um, she's very, very uh, candid. But I think you probably have you're probably wondering, Morgan, um, because you, last year when you co-hosted the the show, we had we had um, a guest who was named the most popular guest, uh, who had the most number of listeners. You during, read my uh, mind. Yeah, I and, was curious uh, who your guest. Uh, what the most listeners was for the last six years. Yeah, well, the it isn't Fred Willard. He won last year. Oh. <laughs> but 
But uh, you'll remember we said, we told him last year, that he had a lot of competition from Cloris Leachman. And guess what? This year, Cloris Leachman came out on top with close to one million listeners. Now, she really was a lot of fun. We talked with her right after her autobiography was released. But, you know, Morgan, she did more of a comedy ambush than an interview, which – and, and I, I really couldn't do anything uh, right as far as Chloris, uh, as far as Chloris was concerned, and, and you'll see this um, in this little in this little uh, uh, section of uh, Chloris's interview. So let's let's hear from Chloris right now. I'm just so impressed with the way you did, Chloris, include all aspects of your life. You, you talked about your career, your family, your friends, and your honest feelings. <laughs> right, and your honest feelings about about everything that's uh, happened to you. But my favorite books, I part of the book was, and I, I have to admit this, were those behind-the-scenes showbiz anecdotes <laughs> that you share with with readers. I I am still chuckling over the the actor studio. Uh, stories about Marlon Brando, (laughs) you know, about the chicken and your imitation of a lizard. (laughs) Uh Which one of those was your favorite? And and could you tell our listeners a a little bit about uh, uh, Marlon Brando? Well, yeah, one of the stories, right, about the chicken or your imitation of of a lizard. No, I like the one where (laughs) uh, we had to use objects or, or we had to do things without something. For instance, uh, uh, one person got up and um, he was going to show us how you peel a banana without the banana. <clears throat> so Right, I remember that one too. So he put his right, his left hand up and he started peeling very, 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 very carefully, very Carefully down, down, and then his other, took another little piece on the top and started pulling it down, <laughs> down, down, and started with the next, and he said, oh my God, oh my God, I can smell it. He thought the scent was he was doing such a magnificent job that he could smell it. I was sitting in the second row eating a banana. <laughs> that is, uh, that's a great. That is a great story. And and if if I remember correctly, you had some mixed feelings about uh, your uh, experience with the actor's studio. Is that no, right? No, that isn't true. No, 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 no. I okay. loved it beyond words. You can't imagine how much. It meant to me what an extraordinary part of my life it was, and I credit it almost entirely with making me better than I could have been. And, oh, Anna brought me my most wonderful homemade soup. Oh, what is it? Potato, celery, leeks. Oh, yum. Mm. Yum. Mm. Mm. I can smell it. I wonder if my husband's eating soup in the next room. <laughs> I know eat. she's making me hungry. So. Yeah, well, if I eat something, would it sound like... Chloris, <laughs> mm. you you kind of had a reputation of being Peck's bad girl there for a while, didn't you? Well, I think I still do. No doubt about it, Cloris was quite memorable, and she really is still Peck's bad girl. Uh, did you get that feeling from her, Morgan? Oh, absolutely. And, and you know, one of the things about Cloris that's even current today, uh, if you look at some of the behind-the-scenes work on uh, the TV series that she's involved in, uh, you'll find that a lot of the things that you see on camera are ad-libbed, are not in the script. She really does carry that show very well. Oh, yes. She's so talented. She can do uh, drama, and she can do comedy, and she can do musical numbers. And uh, uh, I I highly recommend uh, listeners check out the uh, 
the Cloris Leachman uh, interview uh, in the archives because she's just uh, hilarious and she talks about working with Mel Brooks and uh, a lot of other things that are uh, that you wouldn't wouldn't imagine she'd be willing to talk about, but she does. And so I want to congratulate Cloris for all her many acting achievements and for being our top ten, being our top number one guest um, for the, the past twelve months. So it'll be interesting to see who who comes out on top uh, next year. Now, Morgan, I'd like to find out from you, you may have talked about this while I was cut off, about any favorite guests or episodes that we haven't mentioned that you uh, that you enjoyed. Well, I always I always love your annual Rocky Horror Picture Show special. That's that's one of my favorites and I will literally change my work schedule so that I can make that show. <laughs> I'm so glad that you mentioned that, and I know Nikki is too. Now, Nikki didn't pay you or bribe you anything to to mention that, did she? Well, I haven't received the check yet, but I am watching my (laughs) mailbox. Well, she she really does love Barry Bostwick, and uh, she's so happy when we do the Rocky Horror Picture Show tribute because uh, Barry uh, Barry gives such a, a fun interview about working on that show on that movie and uh, there's quite an interesting discussion between Nikki and Barry Bostwick about bustiers and um, there there's a, there's definitely an episode that you would that you would want to listen to if you're a Rocky Horror fan or a Barry Bostwick fan I just I I agree with uh Nikki I love Barry too he actually came back on our show in person this past year because he had a movie being released called FDR, American Badass, which he played FDR as a werewolf hunter, and he told me on air that the reason he accepted my invitation to come back on the show was so that he could hear me say American Badass. (laughs) I would have paid to see that myself. And then he not only talked about that movie, but we we had choreographer Christopher Scott on the sh- on the show, the second part of the show, and uh, Barry was so interested because he 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 dances and he you know has been involved with uh, choreography, and he ended up kind of co-hosting the last part of the show with Christopher scott and so there was another discussion that we just let let go on because it was uh, it was so uh interesting well now i know we know uh nikki uh that you're uh that you're happy now that we talked about your favorite barry bostwick and uh we're we're happy to talk about him too but you know morgan i have so many favorites i actually yeah every show is a favorite but but i do want to mention how much I appreciated filmmaker Misha Zubarev calling in during our Romance with Movies episode a couple of months ago and explaining why he thinks It Had to Be Us should be made into a movie. Well, that's the little romantic memoir my husband and I co-wrote under the pen names of Harry and Elizabeth Lawrence. And so, you know, that was a big thrill for me. And oh, our tribute absolutely. to Morgan. And you and our tribute to Morgan Freeman, you know your namesake, with good friend and award-winning blogger Fausta Rodriguez-Wirtz, who joined in, is also a favorite of mine, as well as actress Joan Benedict Steiger's unusual story about Elizabeth Taylor, film critic Phil Hall talking about his eccentric lead role in Uncorked, artist Judy Joy Jones, sharing, who also hosts the show on Blog Talk Radio, sharing her experience as one of the zombies in The Walking Dead, Lorna Luft reminiscing about Judy Garland, her legendary mom. Debbie Reynolds inviting herself to James James Colt Harrison's house in La Jolla. Now, I'm sure James will want to talk about that when he comes on. And how exciting it was to hear the great Tony Babino talk about his Al Jolson impressions and to listen to him sing the first song ever heard on film back in 1929 as the jazz singer. And, in fact, let's listen to that short song right now. Yesterday I heard a lover's song. Goodbye, call me a boy. Seven times he got aboard his train. And seven times he hurried back to get in love again and tell her to 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 say goodbye. To 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 say don't cry. That you train that takes me 
away from you. No one can tell us that it makes me get me to the end and do it over again. What for the maze? I'll never fail. You don't get a letter that you'll know I'm in jail. Don't cry, pretty, don't cry. Better buy, pussy, better buy. Tony sounds just like Al Jolson. <laughs> really does. I just really think that he sounds more like Al Jolson than, than Al Jolson. And, and speaking of the jazz singer, I love listening to Lucy Arnaz talk about working with Neil Diamond in the remake of The Jazz Singer, even though she didn't agree with me about his acting in that film. But we both agreed about how special her Latin Root CD is. And later on, if we have time, I would like to play a number from, from that wonderful CD. But... I want to tell everyone about our book giveaway, and then I'll be um, putting on the uh, people who've been waiting so patiently calling in. But uh, the four books that we'll be giving given away in a random drawing are Lucille Ball, FAQ, by James Sheridan and Barry Monish, Me and Orson Welles by Robert Taplow, and two of my books, Confessions of a Movie Addict and Susan Sarandon, A True Maverick. Now, if you want to participate in this drawing, just send me an email at realtalk@comcast.net with book drawing in the subject line. And that email address is realtalk, R-E-E-L-T-A-L-K, at comcast.net. So let's see who's on the line here. I think we'll call on James Colt Harrison because he's been waiting since before the show. Hi, James. Hello there, Betty Jo. Thank you for calling in. Uh, did you have a, a, a special episode that you enjoyed the most uh, during these past six years? You, After all, you've been with us practically since the beginning. I know. Isn't it marvelous? Uh, I can't believe we've been doing this for six years. And I, I believe I was one of your first uh, guest hosts. Uh, well, yes, and and we love having you uh, because you know so much about movies. You've uh, written about the Hollywood movie studios. You've actually been on panels for uh, Robert Osborne in one of his film uh, festivals. So yes, you, yes. you really have added a lot, uh, yes. a lot to the show. And I hope you've enjoyed uh, your time on blogged on Movie Attic headquarters. Oh, I love coming on because uh, I can tell you stories, and then what I don't know, I just make up. So. <laughs> That's well, for your benefit. <laughs> when you make up your stories, they sound real. <laughs> so, and we we really we really enjoy you being on the show, and hope you come back uh, many times in the in the future. I so, th- thank you so much for calling in. I'm going to leave you on the line, and now I'm going to bring in uh, Fausto Rodriguez Wirtz, who's been so helpful in our uh, film tributes. Hi, Fausta. Thanks for calling in. Happy birthday, Betty Jo. Well, <laughs> yes, it is Movie Addicts Headquarters' sixth birthday. That's, That's right. right. That's right. Well, Fausta, you remembered um, uh, when when you were on our tribute for uh, Morgan Freeman, how uh, enthusiastic you were about uh, about him, and also our Hugh Jackman celebration. Oh uh, yeah. Did, did you did you enjoy those two? Oh, they were wonderful, and it's such a, so much fun to be in your show, and I love your guests and your your knowledge and how you carry your enthusiasm to your audience, too. Oh, thank you so much. It's easy to be enthusiastic about something that, that you love, and so I really appreciate you saying that, and thank you so much for all the times you've been on the show and participated in the chat. We really, really appreciate you. So, I'm, I'm thanks. My favorite time and my favorite guest. I don't know if you remember when Tony Curtis called you Betty Joe Culpepper. Oh yes, and, and James Colt Harrison has called me Betty Culpepper ever since. <laughs> <laughs> for listeners who don't know that story. Poor uh, Tony Curtis was having some hearing problems, similar to my hearing problems. And um, so when he heard my name, he said, oh, what a great name, Betty Culpepper. And he says, "Do do I have a movie for you? Listen to this. Montana Falls, starring Betty Culpepper. 
<laughs> but that that didn't ever that didn't ever materialize. But I but I got a new name and I loved it. So thank you, Fausta, for reminding us of of that. And I see also that Richard Jack Smith from Wales is on the line. So um, I'm not going to. Uh, Mute you or James, but I'm going to call on Richard to make sure we get uh, we hear from him before the show is over. Hi, Richard. Hi, Bejo. How's everything? <laughs> well, it's it's great because I'm hearing from some of my favorite people, and we're having a lot of fun in the in the chat room. And I want to thank you for sending me your your new book, In- Incidental Gold. What a wonderful job you've done on those 75 reviews that you've uh, included in the, in the book. Are you g- going to be able to come on Movie Attic Headquarters and be interviewed about that book? Yes, certainly. Um, later in the month, that would be, that'd be great. I look forward to that. Well, I, I hope everyone listens in because uh, you are uh, a very, very uh, intellectual critic, but also down-to-earth and... Uh, you're not a critic that just tells uh, the plots in the in the movies. You you just find all of the things in the movie that uh, deserve commenting on, and you're not afraid to share your enthusiasm or to pan them where where necessary. So we'll look forward to seeing you on the show then later later on in the um, in the month. But um, do you have a favorite episode of of Movie Attic Headquarters or a favorite guest that you'd like to talk about? The uh, show where we talked about the book about the crash course in cinematography, Citizen Kane. I think that was that was quite a memorable one. Oh, David Worth's book about uh, yeah, how yeah, that, Orson that really Welles learned about cinema. Oh, thank you for reminding us about that, um, listeners. The archive for that episode would be called uh, David. David Wirth, because we had interviewed, uh, he's a director, but he right after he wrote the book and, and the book was released on uh, how Orson Welles learned about cinematography in one week. Very interesting book and a very interesting uh, episode. So thank you, Richard, for uh, calling in, and also thank you for being a, a guest on our show so often, and we'll be looking forward then to seeing you hearing from you later on during the the month. Well, this has been so great, Morgan, to hear from from all of these uh, wonderful people, uh, don't you think? Well, I'm sure it's the tip of the iceberg of people who would like to call in and be a part of this, but... Yeah, with six years, a six-year anniversary and all the shows that you've done, that would probably be about a six-hour show. <laughs> I think it would. We have about 300 episodes and uh, to choose from, and that's why I feel uh, a little bit embarrassed about the fact that we can't mention, we just don't have time to mention all of them. And I did talk about uh, Lucy Arnaz, and we will have time now to play one. It's, this is a party song, and we're here to party, our six-year anniversary party. So let's listen to Lucy and Rumba Matumba. Now just listen carefully for the drums.
Oye, mi tonada, rumba madumba para ti. Oye, mi ninda bocuta, mi ninche baroca, rumba madumba para ti, para ti, para ti. Oye, mi rumba madumba que dice por loco, como no lo compa. Oye, mi rumba madumba que dice por loco, como no lo compa. because it's it's really terrific. And now, Morgan, are you even more in the party mood after hearing Roomba Matumba? Oh, yeah, bring it on. I I love that song. <laughs> I think it's really great. And the orchestration, everyone knows that Lucy Arnaz is the daughter of Lucille Ball and Desi Arnaz. And um, that's one of the reasons that I put the book Lucille Ball, F-A-Q, on the list of books that I'll be giving away because the uh, both authors were guests on our show and uh, the Lucille Ball tribute is an, another archive segment that people would want to listen to if they are fans of Lucille Ball and uh, there's a lot of information in that book about Lucy Arnaz and uh, and her wonderful career and I wanted to say a little bit more about the book Me and Orson Welles. Now, Morgan, how, did you see the movie Me and Orson Welles with Zac Efron? I did. I loved it. It was a great movie, and, and I was surprised at uh, what a great job Zac Efron did in that film. And the book is just as good. So uh, that's a book that movie fans will will enjoy. And then uh, the two books that I'm giving away are uh, Confessions of a Movie Addict, and I should have mes- mentioned how much I enjoyed our award celebration episode uh, this past year when the uh, uh, president of uh, the Royal Dragonfly Publications came on the show and uh, and announced that Confessions of a Movie Addict had won first place in the memoir category in That's their uh, right. book That's right, you won. I've got to yeah. enter that and win now to catch up with you. I know. Did did you get my information about how you can in, uh, enter? I did. As a matter of fact, I'm entering this year. Great. Well, it's it's a wonderful contest and and uh, very uh, thorough in terms of how they how they uh, judge the books. But I think you'll win because Streets Ran Red. That's the book that you're entering. Am I correct about that? Yes, ma'am. That's the one. And it's so exciting. Tell maybe some of the listeners don't know what what that book is about. Could you well, give them a, a little idea? It's based on uh, ten years as a deputy sheriff paramedic, and the true exploits of myself, my partner, and uh, everything in the book is true. There's no fiction. Uh, it takes you to the team of people that will possibly save your life in an emergency from law enforcement to medicine to trauma and everyone in between. And it is a roller coaster ride, folks. Well, I was on the edge of my seat reading that, that <laughs> book, and I could just I could just visualize how how it would be, you know, that that it would be just just great. So where where are you in terms of the of the uh, television program that might be made or series that might be made from that book? Well, so far I've met with two studios and a couple of different producers. Um, We're still in negotiation. No one's written a check yet, but uh, I did have um, 
a very good meeting in November with Quentin Tarantino, who said that oh. he had liked to do a TV series about that. Oh, my gosh. Well, I'm going to so. have to tell my husband about that, because Quentin Tarantino is his favorite director, so... He's going to be very, very impressed. <laughs> when he he likes the gonna... book very much. We're we're considering doing a rewrite on the screenplay, which is kind of holding things up. But uh, the uh, the book was uh, the book's doing very well. It's in eleven countries, in three languages, and it's it's moving along very well. So I'm sure Hollywood will get our hands on it sooner or later. I'm I'm just not sure which pony is going to ride it yet. Well, last year, if I remember correctly. You said that that there were that there was some talk about uh, Jack Black playing you in he's, the. He's verbally told me that he would love to play me on the oh. series when it comes down to it, and I was in total agreement because uh, I I need somebody who can do comedy and dramedy, and Jack, of course, fills the bill, and uh, you know he's sort of we're sort of built the same, so it works out okay. That would be that would be wonderful if if uh, he could be starring in that because uh, he would would draw a lot of his fans. Um, there's humor in the book too. Yeah, there's there's a lot of situations that you you know when you read it you'll 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 immediately say the simple things like you can't make this stuff up. You know, it's just situations that happen and uh, you know how you handle them is really determinant on how things turn out with uh, the people involved. And I, it's still selling very well. Oh, I'm so glad to hear that. And, and you deserve to, uh, to get uh, recognition for that. And uh, I'll be keeping my fingers crossed on the uh, Royal Dragonfly Book Awards for next year. I expect to, to see you come away with, with a big prize. I, I wanted to take... Please. I, I think it's going to happen. I want to take some time to thank again the people in the chat. Nancy Lombardo from Comedy Concepts, Fausta from Fausta's blog, Miss Destiny, and Morgan, I see that you're in the chat. Olivia Wilder, another uh, host on Blog Talk Radio who does such a terrific job. And then the Steve Mendoza, Steve Mendoza from the Steve Mendoza Show. And Steve says... That uh, if you if you need actors, you know you can contact him. So that might be somebody that you might be able to. <laughs> to I'm going to try and contact. pull as many of my friends in as possible. I think you should do that. I think you should do that. Well, we did extend the show for uh, 60 minutes, and I'm so glad that we that we did. I I really appreciate the people. Whoops. I think we might have lost her again. I don't know. One, if, there you go. I, I just want to let everyone know how much I've appreciated the opportunity to host this show the past six years and the support we, we've received from Blog Talk Radio. In fact, today I want to thank them for featuring this episode as one of their staff picks. Really appreciate that. There are so many wonderful people to thank, so I hope I don't forget anyone. First of all, Nikki Starr, Morgan Lawrence, Jazz Shaw, and our other regular film critics like the Mad Movie Man, A.J. Hockery, Nell Minow, Diana Sanger, James Colt Harrison, Richard Jack Smith, and all of our fascinating guests and chatters. Special thanks to Wacko Bob, Fast Eddie, and Richard on the Wacko Bob Blog Talk Radio shows, and to Nancy Lombardo for from Comedy Concepts for um, support that they've given this show since the very beginning. And as well as thanks to Neil Haley and Danny Dyer for their technical help. Thanks also to Amy Domestico, John Sweet, and Demos Yanikos for their valuable assistance, as well as to Misha Zuberev for referring such interesting guests to our show. And to Alan Levy for starting this almost miraculous technology that allows us to have fun with movies every Tuesday. And a big shout-out to Will Griffiths for the show's spirited intro, and to A.J. Daniels for our first outro music. And, of course, to all our listeners, it's been great fun today, but time to wrap things up now. I hope everyone enjoyed our sixth anniversary show. I know I sure did. Please come back next time for another lively show about movies. In the meantime, don't you forget to check out our film reviews at realtalkreviews.com. That's R-E-E-L, realtalkreviews.com. That's all for now, folks. So... Here's 
Tony Babino to take us out with a song Nikki and I dedicate to our guests and listeners during the past six years of Movie Attic Headquarters on Blog Talk Radio. And if we have time, we'll follow that up with a little bit of time warp. Sensation. 